Calvin and Hobbes grew up and got a whole lot darker. There was a big clash on TV this week. No, we're not talking about McGregor. Football's almost back, baby. My son says hello. It's the shakedown. everybody or good morning if you're listening to this on your drive to work and welcome to episode 28 of the shakedown podcast i am what, austin what? stevens <laughs> joining me this week as always i am your host dan schweizer yes as always and dylan is not here because dylan had to work yeah because dylan has weekday job hours yes I mean, I have a, we all have weekday job hours, but we all literally work at different times. Yeah. It's pretty much like... You're, you're Pacific Coast time, and we're Central Coast time, and, yeah. <laughs> and I work nights, and Dylan works... Evenings, and I work shifts. normal hours and two hours behind. So you may be all be wondering at home, uh, why is this episode late? And I will explain it right now. Game of Do Thrones, it. the finale, happened on Sunday. It happened so much. Yeah, and we couldn't record after it. And nope. then we were going to record on Monday, and then Dan overslept, so we couldn't do it Monday. So now we're doing it today so much. on a Tuesday, and Dylan's working, so he's not here. But he doesn't watch Game of Thrones anyway. So he would have had no useful contributions. Right. As usual, Dylan. And as usual, when Dylan is gone, we're going to have a skimpy sports section. <laughs> <laughs> Although we, we're still going to talk sports because we like sports and we don't care who knows. Correct. Yeah. Oh, man. So we have to be... I know we have a lot, a lot of content to talk about, but we got to be quick because it is hotter than satan's asshole here it is 101 degrees in burbank and the they decided at work to spend the three hottest days of the summer fixing our air conditioning (laughs) so yesterday we were just sweating balls because we didn't have air conditioning we just had like these big units but we only had three of them for a giant office so it was basically like you know people at the office like crowd around the water cooler and chat we were crowding around the air conditioning units and chatting uh but so our boss yesterday told us hey just come in do the podcast and then go home so i got a half day i left at one o'clock and Mm. so that's how we can actually do this because i am home before i should be and we're doing it before you leave which we would not have crossed paths if i had not left early otherwise (sighs) so we got a little bit lucky uh, so yeah, let's start this off with a little bit of geekdom. For this, I don't know, you listen to the Weekly Planet. Sure uh, do. I don't know if any of our other listeners do. but If you don't, you should. Yeah, it's great. But a couple months ago, uh, Mason was talking about this comic book series he started called Spencer and Locke. And what mm-hmm. it is, the concept is... Calvin and Hobbes grew up and became detectives. Right. And I love Calvin and Hobbes. 
It was getting great reviews, and it was only a four-issue series, so I just waited until the trade paperback collected work came out, oh. uh, and that was a week or two ago. Uh, a week ago, actually, yeah. And I, so I bought it uh, a week ago. I read it. It's amazing. I nice. highly recommend it. It is basically Calvin and Hobbes. Like, it makes direct reference to Calvin's childhood. <laughs> and it does this great this great art style where it has flashbacks to uh, Locke is the Calvin character and Spencer is this blue panther and that's the Hobbes character. And it, it does flashbacks to Locke's childhood. Hmm. And in these flashbacks, it's in the style of Calvin and Hobbes. Oh, nice. And then the modern day is this dark, gritty... Uh, if you've read Watchmen, it looks a lot like Watchmen. Uh, oh, cool. Kind of that style of it. And it's really dark, really gritty. And it imagines uh, Calvin's childhood exactly how it was. But the natural progression of he was a really rowdy, dark teenager. Oh. Um, so it goes that route where like his mom is abusive and his dad left him oh. and he got beat up and beat up other kids and stuff. And so he's just this, he's this dark, gritty detective grown up now. Uh, and it's really cool. It's really good. Um, the references they make, there's uh, the third issue. He is on, like he gets injected with this psychedelic drug by the villain and the entire episode, or the, sorry, not episode, the entire issue is he's stuck in his, in his own head going through this warehouse of gang members, but he is this character from his childhood called, uh, let me look real fast. I've got it in front of me. He is Rock, uh, there we go, Rocket Man Reynolds. Which, okay. if you remember from Calvin and Hobbes, he had that space character, Spaceman Spiff. Right. So this whole issue is him doing that. So like that's a direct reference. Um, there's a car chase scene where it does these like side-by-side -side panels where it's modern day and then it does like an exact mirrored flashback in the Calvin and Hobbes style of that the modern day panel. Mm -hmm. And there's one where he's in a in a car chase and he's drifting his car around a corner and then the next panel is him in his little red wagon drifting around a tree uh so it's really cool all the all the references like if you know calvin and hobbs and love calvin and hobbs mm -hmm. you're gonna love this because it's just it's basically a sequel to it so it's Sweet. yeah it's really good. it's a it's a fun ride it's a little murder mystery um satisfying ending some good twists, some good humor and action, and I highly recommend it. So Spencer and Locke, uh, go pick it up. And I think it's been optioned for a movie the rights have now. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, that's what I've heard. It's going to be, it'd be difficult. If you do it as a straightforward movie, then it'd be fine. But like the art style and, uh, you know, how right. they do the flashbacks and stuff might be a little difficult to translate. Uh-huh. But it'll be good. I think it'll be good. They could uh they could do it 
in uh, the fashion of Sin City. That's true. Yeah. Um, that could work. His flashbacks to his childhood could be full color, and then his teen years could be like darker. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, I'm sure th- they'll figure it out. It, it'll hopefully be good. Um, but it is by like a small publisher that I'd never even. It's by Action Lab Action Lab Danger Zone, Action Lab Comics is who it's by. Ah, interesting. Yeah, so I haven't hadn't really heard of them, but it's good. I think it might continue because it is. It's a contained story, but it does you know like with stuff like that you can continue it however you want. Right. Um. So yeah, go pick it up at your local comic book store. Not off Amazon. Support your local shops. Go yes. get it. So that's my, that's my take on it. And if you don't know your local shop, there's this magical tool called Google. Yes. You will find something. <clears throat> All right. So that's it for Geekdom. We can now move on to film and TV. And within this, there is some... <laughs> Oh, man. DC is... I I don't say this word often, but DC is fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. You don't say that often. That might be like the third time on the podcast you've said it. Yeah. (laughs) I try try not to. There's just some words that I don't say, and that is one of them. So you know how serious this is, Daniel. My God. Okay. <laughs> what are they doing? Well, if I had to take a guess, I would say floundering. Um, but it's it's very unclear what's going on in Warner Brothers Studios with, uh, with DC. So for those of you that are bamboozled by what we're talking about, last week, uh, around middle of the week, there was a <clears throat> confirmed report from the from Matt Reeves that the Batman trilogy would not be part of the DC extended universe. Right. And that there would be a Joker Origins movie that would not be part of the DC extended universe. Right. It it would not be Jared Leto. Yeah, and everyone was like, "What?" Why? What's going on? How are they releasing things that aren't part of the universe at the same time that they're releasing their universe? But then they also have a Harley Quinn and Joker love story movie that that is Jared Leto. Yeah. So everyone was confused and outraged, and then DC came out and... They were like, what? No, that's not true at all. Of course, the Batman's going to be part of our universe. That's just madness. Don't be stupid. Yeah. (sighs) And, uh, well, so, like, apparently Matt Reeves clarified. And so what he meant was it's within the DCEU, but it stands alone, where it doesn't make direct reference to like Justice League or Batman v Superman or any other movies and it doesn't set up any other movies. It's just its own thing, but still exists within it. 
so they're being stupid. Yeah, but then the the Joker movie is the Joker origin is legitimately not part of the DCEU. What the crap? And it's some sort of a project experiment, I don't know, that they're doing where they have their DCEU, but they also have like Elseworld stories that they can tell stuff without having to rely on the main universe. Speaking as someone that has plenty of friends that are not geeks and will see this movie, it's going to flop because they're going to be confused as shit. It's going to confuse everybody. I'm confused and I even know what's going on. <laughs> it, it, it's not... It's, it, <clears throat> they're, they're trying to run their movies like they run their comics and DC runs their comics well and you can do this stuff in the comics. Yeah. Well, you because can't comics do it to mainstream media audiences. No, because comics you can write on the cover Elseworld story. What if Batman were a gay hooker who sh- shot people? <laughs> You know, like you can do that on a cover, but you can't title a movie Batman is a gay hooker. Nobody will go see that (laughs) or (laughs) even know what's going on. You could even say, this is not Ben Affleck's Batman. This is not taking place in the same world as Justice League. And people will still go see it and just say, oh, they recast him. They must have just recast him. When is Superman going to show up? The most important thing to remember is we're living in a world where parents took their children to see the rated R Deadpool movie and then complained that it was so graphic and violent. We're not living in an intelligent world. Moviegoers are stupid. Very. And, but you know what? DC is... Those people are apparently stupid. So maybe they're just making st- stupid decisions and making stupid movies for stupid people. Stupid content for stupid idiots. That's their, that's their plan. And like, okay, maybe... Maybe it's just they're, they're saying, okay, Marvel's doing this thing with everything is connected. We have to be different. Let's make a bunch of movies where some of them connect are connected, but they're like different universes or whatever. Cause there's this huge giant contrast now where Marvel says, Hey, you know, the next 20 years of movies, these are all of them that we're doing. And maybe they'll add a few in there. Like if they get the fantastic four back, they'll add that in like they did with Spider-Man, you know, uh-huh. Ant-Man got a sequel. They wedged that in. And then humans got bumped out, but it moved to TV. But like the overall umbrella picture, whatever of Marvel has stayed consistent. DC, if you go back a year ago, their movie lineup is completely different. different. And it's, it seems like Marvel has a, a whiteboard that they write on with magic marker of all their movies and DC just takes <laughs> takes an idea, writes it on a piece of paper, sticks that piece of paper to a piece of shit and throws it at the wall. <laughs> and if it sticks to the wall, then that's the movie that they're going to make. <laughs> but, they, but they announce it first. They're like, okay, 
Joker movie, chuck it at the wall. I mean, uh, okay, this, yeah. This is what I I would uh, compare the the two studios, the way they're handling it. Um, Marvel started with Iron Man in 2008, and they were like, "All right, we're putting out a movie in 2008. Now we're gonna do one in 2009. Now we're gonna do one in 2010." Now we're going to do two in 2011. Now we're going to do two and two. Now three. And they've slowly stepped up and done more movies and built this massive universe in the process. DC was like the slow fat kid that was busy eating an ice cream cone and looked up and realized that the other kids had taken off running. And they were like, oh, no. I better catch up by sprinting out of the gate while also not finishing my ice cream cone. <laughs> and they just took off. And they were like, put out all the movies. <laughs> and you can't see what I'm doing, but I'm twitching and throwing up my arms uh, to simulate throwing things into the air. Yeah, it's um, like DC wants their cake and to eat it too. But they just tripped but they don't and want to dropped it the on the way. First. Yeah, that yeah. I was gonna say they, I was gonna say on the way from the fridge to the table they tripped and dropped it. But that's even better. They haven't even baked it yet. <laughs> they haven't even baked the cake. But they want to eat it now. They it's like they just went to the store, bought a bought one of those pre made packets, and then just snorted it. <laughs> Oh, man, what a... And it sucks, because this might cause some controversy, but I think DC has better characters. How dare you. Okay, come on. They have more iconic characters. Yeah, but... That's for sure. Yeah, because you could say, like, 10 years ago, you could say, who's in the Justice League? And you'd get Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Flash... Maybe not Green Lantern, yeah. but at least those... Maybe not Green Lantern, but, but the other them, four, yeah. for sure. And ten years ago, if you said, who's in the Avengers? People would have been like, who are the Spider-Man? Avengers? I, if they even knew who the Avengers were. True. Like, you could, or you could say, who's the Fantastic Four? They would know it, but they wouldn't no. know the names. Yeah. Like, it's Spider-Man, Hulk. People know the Hulk. Yeah. And then Captain America just because... But he was a joke. It was like, oh, <laughs> Captain America. You know? Right, yeah. He was very campy. Yeah. And that was... Oh, and the X-Men. But that was... That was it. And now Marvel has built this because they took their time. And now they have these iconic characters. Where they DC, baked the cake. Yes, they actually baked the cake. And they made it with love. Not with lust. Like DC just coming all over their cake batter. <laughs> and <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think that we're getting these certain DC movies, but in a year we could be getting completely different movies. I and just, they're just going to oh, flashpoint and it change everything anyway. So like, does it really matter? Yeah, that's it's very true. That being said, I am looking forward to Justice League. Yeah, me too. 
I November fifteenth. I don't know. Twenty second. I'll know like the week before. I'll go like, oh yeah, Ragnarok that is this week. Is, I know Ragnarok is the eighth, I'll and I think I think Justice League I'm gonna look uh, it up. is give is giving themselves two weeks of space. Yeah, they better because I guarantee Ragnarok's gonna outperform Justice League. Yeah. Uh, November seventeenth. Seventeenth. Okay, so Ragnarok must be the third. Uh, that sounds Can't right. Can't be the tenth, is it? Um, the third sounds right. It was like the first weekend. Yeah, it's the third. Okay. So that's close. Yes. Two weeks. Ever closer. I'm very excited for that. Speaking of ever closer, and you already mentioned it. Inhumans is being released in theaters in IMAX this weekend. Oh, is it? It is. I, are you going to go see that? Because I have no interest anymore. I don't think I have the time to go see it. That's good. I, don't I was waste going your money. to... I asked Abby earlier, and she was like, what are we going to do? Take the baby into the IMAX theater? I was like, you it'll, have a point, It'll woman. burn its eyeballs out. Yeah, maybe. And it's, and it's only out... They they shortened its release to only a week. Only a week? It was supposed to be two weeks. They have shortened it to a week. Wow. I'm pretty sure it's terrible. It Yeah, probably. Like, that can only mean that they don't want to pay to have it in theaters for another week. It's probably been flopping with test audiences, which is probably why we haven't heard anything from test audiences. Yeah. There have been no early critic reviews. Nothing. Nada. I'm going to look. Yeah, because, like, if that comes out in three days, you'd think there'd be something. Yeah, there should have been some sort of review something. Just something. Anything. Well, let's move on to an actual good TV show and talk about Game of Thrones. All right, the Thrones, the games, the Game of Thrones. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or or you you die. die. Yeah, so the finale (laughs) happened. Honestly, I thought it was a little bit underwhelming. Uh, That was probably the worst finale of the series. Yeah. It had some of the biggest moments of the series, but they were few and far between. Yeah. And the weird thing is, I was talking about this with uh, some of my coworkers who feel who... uh, Never mind. And... uh, (laughs) uh, I, we, I said this where, and they agreed with me, that it was the most Game of Thrones episode of this season. Meaning the, the pacing was good. It was a lot mm-hmm. of talking and dialogue. The, the action that did happen was good. Mm-hmm. There's some good twists. Because the rest of this season has just been bang, 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 bang. You know, like, event to event. It it has not been uh, the same pacing. Well, I mean, 
Episodes three through six, yeah. But the first two episodes were just like this past episode. Yeah, well, one was just like a where previously where on Game of now? Thrones. Yeah, that's basically yeah. what it was. And then episode two, I don't even remember which one it was, which is weird because it was only like two weeks ago since this season was so short. Uh, well, it was five weeks ago, but yeah, pretty yeah, much. Whatever. But, but, <laughs> but yeah, this like the rest of the season has been so fast and so much yeah. happening and then this last episode really slowed down got back wow. to it hit the brakes hard yeah it really got back to what game of thrones was before which given the pace that they ran at for half the season it really took the wind out of its own sails yeah like it felt like the the first 30 minutes was all talking which is fine that's game of thrones and it was good talking it it was okay talking i enjoyed it we're getting to the point now where it's like everybody is reuniting and everybody knows each other somehow right yeah so it's a lot of like giddy reunions kind of yeah some and you know some tense reunions i really enjoyed brienne's face when she saw the hound because it was that face of you're supposed to be dead yeah i think that was everybody's face when they saw the hound but uh what was i was i was expecting her to say something to him when when uh she saw him something along the lines of i thought you were dead and him being like yeah well they she did did she yeah that almost exact interaction happened oh my son must have been crying during that okay man it took me an hour to watch the first like 25 minutes of that episode because every few minutes he started screaming <laughs> and I'd have to pause so that I wouldn't miss all the dialogue. Yeah. So you must have missed that because that interaction did happen. <laughs> well, dang it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It. Oh, there was that, that one part. She, when D- Daenerys brought the two dragons... Yes. And I turn to Cassie and I go, how stupid is she? And this actually, it came, it actually came up later in the episode. Cersei right. said it, but I turned to Cassie and I go, how stupid is she that she would bring two dragons? Cause now Cersei knows that she lost one. You either right, bring yeah. one or you bring all of them. Well, she did bring all of them, but well, I know, she no but longer had all of them. Yeah, so she should have brought she one. She should have brought one. So, it's so it's so stupid. Everybody is stupid now. <laughs> uh, man, it's that? a lot happened. Littlefinger finally died. Whoa, Gosh, we weren't so getting happy. into spoilers yet. Wow. Yes, we are. Wow. If you, yeah, you, you're right. We've you've never. Either, you've either seen it or you're never gonna watch it. uh yeah that's kind of how it goes 
Um, man, that was... That That's was great. a great moment. Because, like, the past two episodes, you, you could feel it building up to Littlefinger dying. Because... Yeah. Obviously, Arya wasn't going to... Arya's not going to kill Sansa. That, that's just not going to happen. That would make her a kin killer. And... And they, you know, they say in, like, the second season, they're like, there's nothing... There's no one more cursed than the kinslayer. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah. So they're not going to then go and let Arya kill her family because then it's like, oh, well, they just threw away that character because now she's cursed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you could you could feel it was building to Littlefinger's death and the way they did it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. You stand accused of treason and murder. How do you plead, you know, Lord Baelish? And he's... He's just leaning against that wall all proud and shit watching Arya in the center of the room surrounded by like 50 knights and she says his name and he's like what? It's uh, <laughs> that's that's not her name. <laughs> so, someone online is one of those like compilations of like 30 best reactions that like college humor does or whatever and oh, someone yeah. says Littlefinger hearing his name said for treason is the new white guy blinking meme <laughs> <laughs> and he does he does this like he does this crazy blink to white eyes thing and then like looks over shocked at Sansa oh it's great but yeah yeah the way that he died too is really great now because Arya can take his face and he yes. and she can become him and go back to King's Landing and do some stuff and so now I yes. think because I kept saying like Everybody's always saying, oh, Arya's going to die. Arya's pointless. She's going to die. And I kept saying, no, because then we would have wasted 10 hours of her story. Like, it, it, it would amount to absolutely nothing. Like, all of this mythology and the right. faceless men and the god of death that she went through, which was already, like, people weren't really on board for it. Yeah. It would amount to nothing. So now... Finally, she's going to take Littlefinger's face and she's going to do something really pivotal with that. Yeah, she's going to go to King's Landing and uh, she's going to talk to Cersei. And Cersei, of course, already is pissed at Littlefinger because he declared the veil for the Starks. So she's right. going to show up as Littlefinger and Cersei's going to be like, behead that man. And he's going to be like, wait. Cersei, my queen, listen to me. I can blah, blah, blah. I've betrayed them. I have the head of Sansa Stark on a spike on the ramparts of Winterfell. And she's going to get all close as Littlefinger and then stab. And Cersei's going to look down and be like, what the shit just happened? And then Arya's going to pull Littlefinger's face off and be like, my name is Arya Stark. I just want you to know that as I, that the last thing you see is the face of a Stark smiling down upon you. Just like she did to Walder Frey. Yeah. I and don't the think it'll happen gonna, like that. But. Then the mountain's going to walk up and she's going to be like, what the shit is that? It's a zombie. <laughs> it's a zombie. But yeah, that, 
potentially could happen. I think it'd be the best thing to happen, but I don't know if I it feel, will. I feel like Arya has to complete her list. Yeah. And the only people left alive on the list are Cersei and the Mountain. The Mountain's on it? Yeah, the Mountain was on it. Why is the Mountain on it? I don't remember why, but I, I know the Mountain was on it. Isn't the Hound on it, too? <clears throat> he was. She removed him. Is it because Brienne killed him? No, nah, she removed him before Brienne killed him. Oh, okay. I couldn't remember. It's probably somewhere in that them trekking across the countryside phase yeah, thing, Yeah, right? it was... Uh, I think it might have been just before they went to the Eyrie. By right. the way, the moment when they get to the Eyrie and the Hound's like, I brought Lysa Aaron her niece for ransom and the dude's like lady Aaron died three days ago and Arya cracks up laughing that's the moment I fell in love with the character because that's the funniest freaking moment ever because she's just like so much shit has happened and you've gone through all of this to take me to my aunt and she's also dead now <laughs> it's like it's that moment that everyone has once in a while where everything's gone wrong and your last hope has also gone wrong and you're just like, right, because fuck me, right? I mean, like, of course she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> We're all dead. <laughs> yep. Okay. Are you completely on board or completely against Daenerys and Jon? I am completely on board. I am completely against. A completely against how? Because they don't go together at all. They go together like bread and butter. No, they don't. It's a completely... Like salt and vinegar. It's a completely... Like oil and water. It's a completely forced relationship that is completely unbelievable. No, it's not. Did you... Yes, it did is. Did you follow their interactions throughout those, like five episodes that he was basically a prisoner on Dragonstone? Yes. That it was forced. No, it it slowly worked its way out. No. Yeah. The only thing she ever said to him was bend the knee. That that's not the only thing she ever said. Eighty percent of the dialogue that she said to him was, I'll do this if you bend the knee. Alright, well if, Why would he fall in love with at, her? If you're looking at that, then then you're talking about her sudden decision to join the fight. But relationship-wise, that has nothing to do with it. Yeah, because it does. They they had plenty of interactions outside of her saying her demanding that he bend the knee if he want if he wanted her help. But why would John fall in love with this heartless, cr crazy, demanding woman? Because he's seen that she's not heartless. She kind of made... I did not like her this season. That's... 
I'm just not. Uh, plus, I pl I felt like they were going way too Mad King with her. Yeah, which is why I didn't like her. Yeah, like I I felt like that was just bad writing, and I think I think they want everyone to think that that's gonna be her fate. Is she's she's just gonna become the next mad ruler she'll be the mad dragon queen yeah and john's gonna have to put her down but i i don't think that's what is gonna happen i think they've i think john is her balancing force because john hardly ever gets pissed off about anything like for for most of the last few seasons since he got past the whole, hey, your whole family got murdered and you can't run off to save them because you're a man of the night's watch. After he was like, oh, yeah, you're right, I am. He's been pretty chill about most things. He's just kind of like, this is the right thing to do. This is the way we have to do it. So I, I think now that he and Danny are, like, boning, he's going to have more sway because he was like don't take your dragons don't burn down everything and she was like all right i won't burn down cities but i'm gonna light that fucking army on fire <laughs> and she got back and he was like well that's not exactly what i thought you should do but your dragons are pretty i guess and then uh and but you know now they're he's they're setting it up that he's gonna be her Westerosi king, so she'll probably listen more to him when he's like, "Listen, I've fought wars and battles in Westeros. I grew up here. Let me advise you on how you should proceed. First of all, burn down that." army of the undead second of all I don't know what we're gonna do about the undead dragon I don't know but, but okay but yeah but also she's his aunt they're Targaryens it's not weird not on that's board. the thing you have to remember is because they're Targaryens it's not as weird. I'm not on board. I'm totally on board. Well, agree to disagree, but you're wrong. Well, agree to disagree, but you're wrong about more things than I am about Game of Thrones. Oh, do you want to talk about that? You're <laughs> on? <laughs> All the stuff that you called? Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, it was either the season fin It must have been the season finale last year. Yeah. Um, I was in tech school. My roommate and I watched it together. And, like, we were both, like, freaking out about it at the end. And so, I was like, all right, all right, all right. You want to know how it's going to go down? This is how it's going to go down. And I called the undead dragon and the night king riding it i was yep. like 
Now, I thought there would be, like, a legit battle that the dragon would fall in. But, um... I mean, it kind of did. It it kind of was, but I thought it was going to be a full-on, like, army-on-army battle that the dragon was going to die. Oh, right, okay. But, so, I said the dragon would fall in the middle of battle, and they'd be all like, no, which is totally how it happened other than the battle. And, and that the night King would rise, raise the dragon up and mount it during the battle. Okay. So, I mean, I was a little off on how it went down. Yeah. But, but totally right on the fact that it did go down. And mm-hmm. then in the books, they're building to the the wall being brought down by this horn of Jorah Moon, horn of winter. Um, Jorah Moon was the first king beyond the wall, I believe. Um, <clears throat> but they're building for it to be brought down by that, essentially. Um but in the show, you know, they they clearly, they were like, yeah, we have the Horn of Winter. And then at, at the end, you know, he was just like, no, this is just a freaking horn. There's no Horn of Winter. What are you talking about? So they, they cast that aside. I was like, all right, there's no Horn of Winter. The show is pretty clearly going away from that. So how else would the White Walkers bring down the wall? And someone was like, oh, they'll freeze over the sea and just walk around. But the wall has magic spells. You would think that the spells kind of like go out around the edges so that the White Walkers couldn't just freeze the sea and walk around. Yeah. So the natural conclusion for me was, ah... Dead dragon, Dead break dragon. wall. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, those were, I made those predictions. Um, everyone knows John's going to ride the, the other dragon at some point. Yeah, obviously. It's very obvious, especially because he pet Drogon and... Daenerys was like, what the shit? He doesn't let anyone touch him. Mm, yeah. There's something special about this North man bastard. Yeah. Which now the the prophecy will still be fulfilled. Any, three dragons, and, three yeah. riders. And in an even better way because the Night King is pure ice, Daenerys is pure fire, and Jon is both. Jon is ice and fire. Yep. <clears throat> And this is a song of ice and fire. It is. This is a song of Jon Snow. Pretty much. Yeah, that's kind of what it's come down to. Um, another thing that, that the show confirmed to be different than the books. Um, in the books, they're handling a lot of things differently in the show and, you know, cutting characters out. One of the things in the books... The Golden Company. Um, 
Now, a little backstory. The Golden Company is a band of swords that was started by the uh, exiled Targaryen bastards. So the Targaryen Civil War happened when Aegon the Unworthy gave the Valyrian Steel sword of the Targaryen line to his highborn bastard son rather than his true heir. Okay. And so, like, it was the war, the 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 dance of dragons. It was half the Targaryen family versus the other half, and it was on his deathbed. He raised up all. He legitimized all of his bastards, not just the ones that he had with highborn women. All of them. Okay. So. So all of these highborn Targaryens followed, and and some of the legitimate Targaryens followed uh, Daemon, Dagon, Dagon, uh, Blackfire. That might huh. not be his last name. Blackfire <laughs> is the sword. Um, but they followed him. The other half followed Daemon, the legitimate heir and Westeros was split in half between who they followed. And so it was this massive civil war, like 70% of the Targaryen dragons died in this civil war. In the end, a bunch of the Targaryen line died. The ones that won cast out the ones that lost the losers went across the narrow sea and they were like, Arg, we'll come back one day with an army of swords that are ours. And so they started the Golden <sighs> Company. And as we heard in the show, the Golden Company has 20,000 men and horses and they're well stocked and everything. Whatever. Right. In the books... The leader of the Golden Company, all the Targaryens that were in the company died out and whatever, um, but the leader has a son, quote-unquote son, that turns out to be the baby of Rhaegar that uh, the mountain supposedly smashed against a wall when King's Landing was sacked. Oh, okay. So the in the books, it's basically said, you know, they knew it was coming. They smuggled the child out, but they could only smuggle out the baby. So there's this 18-year-old boy that is the son of Rhaegar Targaryen and Ilya Martell. And so the Golden Company is like, yeah, we're going to go across following this Targaryen and we're going to team up with Dorne. And the Prince Duran has a daughter that is his heir in the books. And she, he betrothes her 
to this Targaryen prince at the head of the Golden Company. And he also betrothes his son to Daenerys. Huh. So he's got the Golden Company coming over to Dorne, and he's got Daenerys yeah. planning to come over to Dorne, and Danny's going to meet up with her other nephew, and they're both getting married, but not to each other. So that'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But, so, his name is Aegon, and we just saw in the show that apparently Jon's name is Aegon. Yeah. So, obviously, there is no Targaryen in the Golden Company. We're not going to see that played out. Right. And, I mean, that was to be expected with the books not being done and the the show going several different ways. Right, and they've, I mean... If they were planning on doing that, they would have brought the Golden Company up like three seasons ago. Yeah. Because they would have needed to establish that character and not just seriously hire the Golden Company and then it be like, surprise, I'm a Targaryen, bitch. (laughs) Right. Yeah, so that was a little too much... Game of Thrones history for you. That was a lot. <laughs> I got lost. <laughs> I, uh, I've been listening to some audiobooks. Um, I listened over the weekend to A Night of the Seven Kingdoms, which is the compilation of the three books that are the tales of Dunk and Egg, which is Sir Duncan the Tall and Aegon the Unlikely, who is the brother, the younger brother, of Maester Aemon of the Night's Watch. Nice. Yeah, so... uh, Aegon was Sir Duncan's squire, and it follows, like, a couple of years with Sir Duncan and Egg as he goes by so that no one knows him. And he also has to always keep his head shaved so that no one's like, whoa, you've got silver hair like a Targaryen and you've got purple eyes like a Targaryen. Wait a second. (laughs) So, So... I mean, it's it's pretty interesting, and a lot of it, like, skirts around the, um, the Blackfire rebellions, um, the Targaryen civil war, because his mm, yeah. Sir Duncan's knight that trained him had fought in it, so he talks about like tales that he had heard from it. And then he works for this other knight in the second book that fought, he finds out, fought on the rebel side of the war. And then in the third book, he accidentally signs up for a tournament that's being held to gather a bunch of lords that were on the rebel side of the civil war. Um, 
so that they can start a second rebellion with the son of the first Blackfire Targaryen. So it's it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, and, and then I'm I'm listening to a world of ice and fire now, and I ah wow, it it's a lot of information because it's Le- George R. R. Martin frickin' wrote a history book about the world of ice and fire, and I didn't realize that it was legitimately going to be a history book. Nice. <clears throat> so. It's narrated. Uh, it's pretty much being written slash read by a maester of the Citadel, and he's compiling all of these histories of the world. And so it goes, it starts all the way back in the Dawn Age and talks about all of the things that we think we know about the dawn age and then i'm currently just past aegon's conquest and i've still got like 18 hours of audiobook left (laughs) (laughs) well cool do you think well none of this is going to happen in the show though right like because it's it's so in, complex. Uh, well, I mean, you know, a, a lot of <clears throat> a lot of what is in here is referenced in the show, and then it'll, I'm sure it'll go all the way up to, I don't know, maybe the War of Five Kings, <clears throat> but I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure, because he wrote this or he released it in like 2015. So hmm. he he would have been done with all five of the released books at that point. So I don't really know how far <clears throat> it's going to go. <clears throat> but yeah, I'm I mean, we've heard I've heard a lot of stuff that's been referenced in the show. Um Nymeria, the warrior queen, the obviously the long night Right, yeah. All the things and stuff. But, I mean, it... Yeah, it's it's just a history, so... it It's not gonna... predict anything. Cool. Yeah. <clears throat> so, how, how many episodes is next season? Six. That's it? Six episodes, they will all be over an hour long. That, oh my gosh. They're supposed to be like an hour and a half to two hours long each. Uh, Why? Why? Why don't they just make it a ten episode? Because this season was really rushed. It should have been ten. Honestly, this season could have done without the seventh episode. I felt like episode six was a better 
finale episode than seven was. No, six was a good penultimate episode, like what it was. All the all the shit happens in the penultimate episode. Yeah, but it's just And then the finale is a wrap up and a setup. It should have been ten know. though. And this next one should be ten. Because if they just rush it again, it's not even going to be good. Well, it's going to be an hour and a half to two hours, so we're in those six episodes, we're going to get ten episodes. Well, then just make it ten episodes. Nope. That's stupid. That's all right. We, we're not even going to get it for a year and a half, so... All right, who do you think is going to end up on the throne? Uh, John and Danny. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'd say John. Hopefully, he's the one that most deserves it. Yep, he is technically the true heir. Yeah. Oh, but one of my coworkers said that Tyrion is gonna betray him because they they made a big deal about how the Lannisters look out for their family, uh-huh. and then. Uh, whenever he had that conversation with Cersei, he found out she was pregnant, and then you didn't see the rest of the conversation they had. True. And then at the very end, whenever he saw John go into their room, uh-huh. initially I thought that was a look of jealousy, but I think it was a look of, I just betrayed these two. Like, I just sold them out. <clears throat> Interesting. So I and I so I agree with them. I think that's gonna happen. I hope it doesn't, cause I, I, Tyrion just doesn't seem like the betrayal type. Because of how much he's been betrayed. He betrayed his family. He didn't. And really, he loves though. his family. I mean, you could argue that he did. I mean, in a way, by killing his father, he betrayed his family, but at the same time, he technically didn't. Well. I can see the argument, but I just, I just, uh, I don't know. I like Tyrion, and I don't want them to wreck his character for me. Because if he betrays Jon... His character is wrecked. It'd be rough, but it's gotta. Some sort of betrayal's gotta happen, and that's the most likely one now. Ah, Game of Thrones. You know, I mean, that's who I want to be on the throne, but I also wouldn't be surprised to see Cersei stay on the throne. Yeah, that one's a. That would not surprise me either. That's something that this show would do. And I, I also wouldn't be surprised to see the White Walkers win. <laughs> or that, yeah. That'd be great if the Night King sat on the throne. <laughs> that, I mean, just be... It, it just makes sense. Yeah. For how the, they've gone. Because they're like, oh, can't, can't do the expected thing. Gotta be unexpected. So let's let the good guys lose. That'd be... I that would be awesome actually. So let's see, um, deaths that are gonna happen next next season. Uh, I think Varys is gonna die. 
I think yeah. Sansa is going to die. Yeah, I agree with that one. Um, <clears throat> not Arya, not Jon, maybe not, Daenerys. Mm, I don't maybe, even think Jon can think so. die. No, he That's can the die. thing. He doesn't have a heartbeat. What? Yeah. What do you mean he doesn't have a heartbeat? When they brought him back, he does. Yeah. He he did not have a heartbeat. They said that. When and did they say that? He still has open wounds. Like he doesn't the, have open wounds. He has awful scars. Those were far more than scars. You know. Those you were, know nothing, Austin Stevens. He. Those were the exact same wounds that he had laying on that table but when he was brought back so and he doesn't have a heartbeat he, so he doesn't have blood flow when did they say he doesn't have a heartbeat when they brought him back they said he didn't have a heartbeat yeah after they brought him back when because someone it would someone was touching him or saw him or something somebody said that Jon Snow does not have a heartbeat I don't know. I'll ask Abby. She's watched all of the episodes more recently. Um, then again, she doesn't pay close enough attention. She probably would have missed that detail. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that is a that is a legitimate thing. So I don't think he can die because how do you kill someone that doesn't have a heartbeat? Set him on fire. Like that. But he can't be set on fire. Mm, but can he, though? No, he's a Targaryen. Yeah, but he's only half Targaryen. No, he's full Targaryen. He's half. He's half he, Stark, half Targaryen. Which means... But he is a legitimate Tark and a legitimate Targaryen, so he is full of both. He is both fully fire and fully ice. You can't so be half can't fireproof. to death? Right. <laughs> well, you can be half fireproof. But yeah, I don't think he can freeze to death either because he came out of that frozen lake and walked it off like it was nothing. True. Uh, so yeah, John won't die because I don't think he can. Um, who else is expendable? Uh, Grey Worm. He's going to die. Uh, I don't know. They've killed a bunch of people already. They have. Because I think they said, I think the producers said, if we don't, it's gotten to the point where characters we don't need, we're just going to kill. <laughs> nice. So like that's why that's why Benjen showed up in the penultimate. I oh, guarantee yeah. I guarantee they had the conversation. Oh crap, Benjen's still out there. People are going to get suspicious and ask questions as to why he doesn't show up and do something. Well, let's just have him show up for 5 seconds and then we can kill him. Yeah, that was upsetting. But I mean his weapon is entirely ineffectual against more than Against, you know, multiple yeah. zombies 
on the ground. On horseback, it's fine to ride around with your flaming mace and and smash their heads on fire. But once you're on the ground, that's way too slow. Yeah, that's and they overpowered him in five seconds. It was really anticlimactic. It's just like, I'll hold them off. And then they immediately grabbed him and killed him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, okay. I think we can wrap it up. Shit's uh, going to go down. There's just going to be a bunch of fighting. All the fighting. Dragons are going to clash. Yes, I can't wait. And the budget's going to be way overblown. Yeah, because also they kind of need to bring Ghost back. Oh, yeah. Because where's Ghost? I don't know. We didn't I don't see care. him all season. And it's because they didn't have the budget for him. Yeah, pretty much. They spent it all on the dragons, which was way cooler. All right, well, it's getting hot, and I want to talk bears really fast. The bears. So, sports. Trubisky is looking really good. I don't know yeah. if you've watched any of his highlights, but I watched... Yeah, he's been sharp. Yeah, I watched the stuff from uh, week three... And mm-hmm. he looked really good. And now he is getting the start for week four. Well, of course he is. Starters don't start in week four. It used to be that they did, though. That it was no. like preseason week four was a dress rehearsal. No, for the real week season. three is the dress rehearsal. Oh. Because I, they don't want to risk their starters getting hurt the week before the regular season starts. If they mm-hmm. tweak something in week three, then, you know, they have two weeks to work it off. But if they if they do it in preseason four, then they have one week. That's true. But anyway, I'm <clears throat> still excited to see him actually start. Yeah. It'll and nice. even though it's just preseason, it really doesn't mean anything. It'll be... It's a mental thing of like, okay, I am starting this game. Yeah. And that'll be good for him. I'm excited to see that. And... Yeah. So hopefully that goes well. He's been looking really good. He's getting nothing but praise. Yep. So I think we're looking... I mean, we've said this a million times, but he's going to be starting by week nine. Yeah, probably. Unless Glennon just magically improves. Yeah, which he did. He did improve a lot in week three, preseason three, but... He did, and the Titans aren't the crap that they used to be so i mean that it it was a good showing by him Mm -hmm. well cool and that's on is it sunday or is it thursday uh i don't remember i don't know whatever uh that's it for this week everybody if you want to get in touch with us you can (laughs) 
at this point it feels like it you can email us at the shakedown podcast at gmail.com you can find us on facebook and twitter at the shakedown pod also our website dark nebula entertainment in the shakedown tab at the top also if you like us go on itunes and rate and review because that always helps uh dan do you have anything uh nope great well you can go hang out with your wife and your son and i am going to go put an ice pack on my forehead because (laughs) it's apps it's 101 here and it's absolutely ridiculous and i'm in the loft where the air conditioning is closed off and hot air rises and i've been talking a lot and it's just it's a sauna up here nice so yeah that's that's it for this week everybody we'll be back next week with different topics i don't know what they're going to be because i don't know what's happening maybe we'll just rag on in humans having not seen it uh dylan will hopefully be back or because maybe I miss we maybe we <laughs> won't record next week maybe it'll be two weeks i don't know I don't know. Maybe it'll be three weeks. Maybe everybody will be back. Maybe nobody will be back. (laughs) It's almost literally every week we text each other on Saturday night and say, are we recording tomorrow? And it's either a yes or a no. And if it's a yes, then it's what are we talking about? And then we usually don't decide until five minutes before the episode. This is the podcast where plans don't matter and everything's made up. Basically. So... Have a good week, everybody. I'm sorry that it was late, but whatever. I don't care. Get over it. (laughs) I am Austin Stevens. I am your host, Dan Schweizer. And this has been The Shakedown.